1: Ball, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CT Football Pick'em's Podcast. I'm joined, as always, this week by Sean Patrick Boley and Game Time CT columnist Jeff Jacobs. It was a bad week, so I'm just going to run through the standings quickly. Uh, the Week Four results: Chris McNamee went eight and two. Maggie Benoni went eight and three. The Eight Ball went six and five. Those were the only three people who finished above 500 so, so out of the 12 out of the 12 people nine of us finished 500 or below it was a really crazy week uh, if you look at it a lot of us picked Cheshire Norwalk one um, a lot of us picked Newtown and Ridgefield one yeah. a lot of us picked Massic, and hand won everybody picked Woodland except for me and Torrington won. so it was a weird, like, you know, Chris McNamee, Maggie, they picked Han, they picked Cheshire, uh, Norwalk. They picked, uh, I believe they picked Richfield. I did as well. So it was a lot of like, you know, we were really all putting our eggs in the basket of, of, of very games one-sided. And uh, we all turned out to be wrong. So overall, uh, right now, Maggie's sitting at top at 32 and 12. McNamee's 31 and 12. Remember, you get two points if you get the game of the week right uh Stewarts at 30 and 12 and then it's kind of from Erickson at 28 and 13 to Fornabio at 23 and 18 yeah. it's a crapshoot.
0: Yeah, I'm below the eight ball. All right, everyone. I'm be- I'm a game back of the eight ball right now. And It's it's frankly it's embarrassing. Yeah, Jeff. I, we're didn't good. You
2: as, didn't I quote you as one of the two gurus in the state to explain no, no. all this to us? Clearly not.
1: There's still a lot to go. And I was explaining to you, Jeff on Saturday like there's still a so long way to go. It's early. Then we get to Thanksgiving when we, I think we pick 20 games on Thanksgiving. Then we pick all the playoff games. So there is ground to make up. Um, and I think it's going to start with this week. We're heading into week five. The SEC's on by. Almost everyone in the FCX on by. Uh, there are a lot of coin flip games, sort of, so to speak. You know, we don't really know a lot about some of these games. So I think if you could get a couple of, if you could finish atop the board this week or close to the top, that can make a big difference.
2: Maggie's um, got Maggie's got some kind of Oregon computer system going. <laughs> she comes into the state and she can't miss. Stewart, on the other hand, finally got an ECC game.
1: That's that's correct.
2: correct.
1: Yeah. He. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Dave about that, but but this week, like I do every episode or every week, we try to pick a game that touches every conference. Uh, This week, we will not be picking an FCI game. They only have two on the board. And, uh, you know, we just decided as a staff that we were going to avoid picking an FCI game this week because even going forward, we might have to pick two or three FCI games (laughs) a week going forward because there's a lot of great matchups in the second half of the season. All right. Like always, we're going to do the game of the week last. So we're going to start at the top of the board, and we have 0-3 Lyman Hall. Going up against 0-1 East Haven. Are we sure this a- game's getting played? Well, uh, you know, you got. I did all my research. You can't cut me off on my research, man. It has been 35 days since East Haven played. By the time they kick off, if they kick off, it will be 35 days since the last time East Haven played a game. Oof. So, Poor Scott, man. We'll see. I mean, they didn't play against Killingly because they were just coming out of quarantine um. So it looks like that game's on track for now. We will see. Knock on wood. Not one game that we've picked this year has been uh, postponed a week for COVID. So every game that we've picked have, have been played. So, Jeff, we'll start with you. Who do you got? Lyman Hall, East Haven. Well,
2: I, I devised a new strategy for this week. Uh, I put a, put the them in all the names in a hat and pulled them out. Some like eight ball Junior. Go. <laughs> Ever can't, four be, can't be I much worse, bet. Uh, everything worse in, everything doing. in my heart told me that uh, a not very good Lyman Hall team had the advantage of playing, but I pulled East Haven out of the hat, and so I got
0: East Haven all the way.
1: All right. I believe Jeff's, in them. Jeff got East Haven. Sean.
0: Oh man, that was—it's a tempting thing. Cause I gotta start making some wild and wacky picks, but I, you know, East Haven coming out of court. they got thumped their first game. You know, granted, it was at Sheehan and Lyman Hall's not at Sheehan's level. I'm still, I'm going to go with the Trojans, Lyman Hall.
1: Yeah, under under Bill Wyrock, the last three seasons at Lyman Hall, they have finished five and five. I believe this is their worst start under Coach Wyrock. Cam Prigano, junior wide receiver, is the only player on the team with more than six catches. He has 13 with more than 100 yards receiving. He has 208, and he has three of the four receiving touchdowns. He's their playmaker. If they're going to win this game, he's the one who's going to have a big night. I'm going with the Trojans as well. All right, we're going to go to the CCC. This is a great game. This is a this is a good one. I don't think you have to pick it out of the hat for this one, Jeff. We got 3-1 and one Berlin versus at 3-1 and one Maloney at Falcon Field. Sean, what do you got?
0: This is a tough call for me. Um, Maloney's defense, you know, did did its job against a pretty decent East Hartford team last week. They needed it, like I said, and uh, but Berlin's been really surprising to me. I think, uh, you know, they've been, they've been playing pretty well, uh, you know, and I know this is kind of like an up-in-class thing for them, and it'd be hard for me to pick. I'm just going to go against the grain here. I'm going to go with Berlin beat Maloney. I, I, I just, you know, I, I need to start making some wild picks. I'm going I'm to just go Berlin over Maloney. Thanks. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah.
2: The hat says Maloney.
1: That says Maloney. Well, it's a couple interesting things about this game. Angel RC played for the first half against East Hartford and then did not start the second half and only came in the fourth quarter when it was a tie game and he threw the game winning touchdown. So I'm not a hundred percent sure whether we're going to see Angel on Friday or not. Um, I always pick against Berlin and they always, always burn me. This even goes to baseball. But, you know, you look at Berlin, Jamie Palomiz, 540 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. He got called into action as a sophomore two years ago when Zach Rubiak went, uh, went down. He's a, he's a good player. But I, I, I'm i going to go Maloney. I, I think they're so talented from top to bottom that I just, I'm just going to go with Maloney. That's it. I'm just, I'm not going to make too much of it. I'm just going with Maloney. All right, we're going to go to the SWC game. We got three and one Bunnell. Uh, traveling to Weston to play the one and two Trojans. Uh, Weston's coming off a matchup against Sheen. They were the the, metal, the matchup of the two titleists who won uh, M and S. Sheen came out on top. This is the best start for a Benell team since they started out six and zero in two thousand and eighteen. They reached the uh, Class L finals, had a date with Hand, and well, we all know how that went. Benell quarterback Theodore Lanham the third. Not really doing it with his arm, not being asked to do it with his arm. According to Max Preps, he's only thrown eight passes this year, but on the ground, he's been absolutely killing his opponents. He's rushed in his last two games, he rushed for 170 yards and then 162 yards and six touchdowns. Weston's big guy is their running back, Bradley Barce- Barcelo. He, <clears throat> he's been their bell cow all, all year, but he was limited against Sheehan. The Weston defense allowed over 200 yards last week against against Sheehan. Sean, who do you got? Oh man.
0: <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. I'm uh, I'm going with Banel. You know, my again, it's going to be one of those deals where you're, you're, I'm going to just go the other way that I think I'm going to that I would prefer. I might have picked West, and I'm going to go with Banel. Uh, I very interesting start this season. I'm, I would like to see how, how they do the rest of the way, but uh, good start. Other than that one, uh, that one loss to Massive. Pete, I ripped
2: you a couple weeks ago for a really bad ten games uh, last week. Even though I was four and six, I want to really praise you. I thought that was a really, really strong, comprehensive test. Um, I asked, I, I begged. For this week to be kind of an easy one, where we could kind of like all run up nine and two records, <laughs> and you've come with the exact opposite again. This this week is better than two weeks ago, but not as good as last week. Right? Obviously, because you don't have any you know bigger schools here. I have not covered one of these teams, and the hat says Banel.
1: The hat says Banel. Man, I'm um, I'm also in going to feel I, I believe
2: and feel I believe.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with Vanell as well. Uh, Coach Jenkins has been doing a really good job at Bunnell the last couple of years, trying to get them back to where they were in 2018 when they had that great senior class. All right. Our NVL game. Another good one. I like this one. We got 3-1 Woodland going to Waterbury to play 3-1 and one Holy Cross. This is the second week in a row Woodland is on the board. We have him on the board with Torrington last week. Um couple things about this game. you were one of you guys that picked that. I was the only one the who only picked one, Torrington. Yeah. Um, here's a couple little facts. Woodland is 2-0 this year against Waterbury Schools. They beat Kennedy and Crosby. That said, Woodland lost to Torrington last week and Holy Cross beat Torrington in week one. Do what you will with that information. Jeff, you're up. Holy Cross. Holy Cross. The Crusaders.
0: Not only did Holy Cross beat Torrington. They beat him up. And Woodland, like, got beat up. I was shocked. That was kind of a gut check test there for uh, Joe Leto's budding program. Uh, I can't. I can't. Just, I mean, transitive property is good enough for me on this one. I'm going to go with Holy Cross. They
1: got some players on. Mekhi Wilson, right? Yeah. back Came over from Oxford. Teams change as the year goes. Right? Teams get better. Teams get worse. And I don't believe that Woodland loses two in a row. they go they go three0 against Waterbury teams I'm taking I'm taking Woodland. the chaos of the NVL. All right now our ECC game we got two and one New London traveling to Ledyard the land of the alpacas to play the four and Colonels. They Ledyard has the outlaws. We know that duh they're good okay? Ledyard's in Class S this year, too. Or they are normally in Class S, but they're in Class S. Are they the ECC team that can make a run during states? Are they the one that can give the ECC some state love? And, uh, you know, the last time Ledyard beat New London. Can anyone guess?
0: Oh,
1: in a man. while. I, I want to at least say 2015, at least. T- 2015, which was the last year Ledyard, Ledyard. Athletic Director Jim Unicorn was the head coach yeah. at Ledyard been a, good a while team. good team been a while uh jeff this is your area so we're gonna go with you i have not
2: missed on the ecc this year unlike dave stewart i can't get anybody else right but i can get the ecc in the hat agreed with my head and i got the colonels i like the colonels this year a lot the colonels are good the fighting bunicors are tough <laughs>
0: Fighting Serkios now, but yeah, yeah, Bunicor is he's, he's the presider over that thing. The Fighting Outlaws is what I'll call him because yes. obviously the Outlaws are great. You know, Ryan's just crushing it. You know, Uh it was an interesting game. It looked like they were handling Lyman Hall and then uh, kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. New London didn't destroy Griswold Wheeler as much as I thought they might, but uh, you know, that said, you know, Outlaws and I think they're the team to watch in the SEC are going with Ledger.
1: I will confirm the sweep, and I will be going with the Outlaws and the Bunicores and the Sirikios and the Alpacas, and I'm going to go with Ledyard. All right, our CTC game, the Chini Tech Beavers against the Prince Tech Falcons. Second week in a row, we've had Prince Tech on the board. They burned us last week uh, against Jeff's fighting Quinnabog Valley Pride. Uh, just a little quick fact about this game: Don't have a lot of information, but Cheney Tech Cheney Tech has allowed just twenty points to share in three games. Sean, Adam Starvish's guys guys playing well. You know, I probably would have gone Team Benito,
0: but I'm going to go with uh, Team Starvis this time, Janie. You
2: know, and my only asterisk now is I could be assigned Thames River versus uh, Quinabog Valley
0: on the Thanksgiving week. Absolutely. That's 100% a possibility.
1: <laughs> a good possibility. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, every week we talk about the CTC. We always come back to the game, and I think that's the game that everyone's looking at. But uh, I'm also going to go with the Beavers. Uh, you know, 20 points in three games. It says, it says a lot. All right. Our CCC game. We got 3-1 and one Windsor going to East Hartford to play the 2-2 two and two Yellow Jackets. Now, East Hartford played Maloney really, really well last week. Took it down to the wire. Had a chance to tie the game late uh, through an interception. Here's my thing about Windsor. Windsor's the best team in the CCC. It's In my head, it's not even a question. Really? It's who's second best. The, Windsor's 3-0. The only team they lost to is St. Joe's. And you know what happened? In in St. Joe's' is 4-0, in their three games not against Windsor, they've allowed 21 points. Total. Windsor put 22 on. You want to use your math equation, Sean, your properties? That Mm -hmm. tells me that Windsor is for real. They're a really good team in a not good conference in the CCC. I don't think the CCC is as strong as a lot of people think and a lot of people vote. Okay, Windsor's the best team in the CCC. I'm going to jump out. I'm taking Windsor in this one. Uh, It wasn't even a question.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, that was a thumping they gave Weathersfield, which was kind of a darling team to start the year off. If you remember, they were undefeated, and then they lost two straight. All of a sudden, twenty to nothing. I mean, St. Joe just shows goes to show you how good is how good is St. Joseph. When's the Darien game? I'm going with Windsor. Windsor definitely. Just two
2: thoughts. Uh, East Hartford was hit by uh, COVID early on. They they had a kind of a disjointed team in the first week or so. Talking to my uh, new soon-to-be son-in-law uh, when they played Hall, uh, they were the East Harbor was pretty decimated, uh, and also I was a little disappointed uh, at the beginning of the year when Windsor was ranked. I've been ranking them higher than other people. Then they lost to St. Joe's and they got buried even worse. So I'm on your on your bandwagon uh, there, uh, Pete. I think uh, I think Windsor a very good team. All
1: right, we all agree. That's uh, three it's- games. That you yes. Get. yes three games in a row we all pick it we all pick pick the same this one might be different our Pequot game this is a great great game I wish this game was on Saturday and not Friday because a drive to Ellington on Friday is never ideal but we have 3-0 Granby Canton going to Ellington to play the 4-0 Purple Knights Keith Caucus has got the boys rolling in Ellington like I said they're 4-0 they've allowed 18 points all season here's a little quick information one of their wins was a nine to six win over SMA, a three point win. Granby beat SMSA by fourteen. Quick shout out to Ellington wide receiver Mike Bonatempo. He's eleven catches all year. He has six receiving touchdowns. Wow, that's a good stat. That's efficient, right there.
2: Pete, do you have some stats <laughs> on Granby? Yeah, excuse me, Granbury. Granby. Granby Canton, who is also undefeated. I, yes, yeah, I- so,
1: you know Luke Bars is a stud. Uh, another at Atanisi. Um, you know, the Gramby's good, don't get me wrong. We 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 have highlighted them before, so I was you know giving a little love to the purple nightshare. But this one's a really good one. I don't know where I'm going with this, so I'm gonna Jeff, I'm gonna let you go first.
2: Well, I picked out the hat. Yes. Yeah, sure. And and if I had used any of my heart or head, having gone out and done something on on, on Talkas family and Ellington at the beginning of the year, I'm, i I would have picked them, but I, my hat says Gramby. And you know what? After the hat said, Granby, I went back and looked. This is a heck of a game, like you said. You, you really, you jacked Ellington through the roof there, but I, I, this is a pick'em, a real pick'em. So, Granby. Sorry, Mr. Talkus, because you're great.
0: You know, I'm going to have to go against the grain here just because I need to go start going against the grain and uh, keep Talkus at their home field. Granby Kent coming in front of that end, under the lights in I'm going with Team Talkus. Let's go, baby. The knights go Ellington. I, baby needs a needs a march up to standing somehow. I uh, you, you won't
2: believe how bad I was begging for teams to win Saturday after a horrible start Friday. It, it's embarrassing this, you, to be like looking at the iPhone the whole time, just begging for one year picks to come in. Let's <laughs> go uh, buy my uh, own late ball.
1: Uh, <laughs> I went to Ellington fall of 2013. It was the first time and only time I've ever been to Ellington. Graham, uh, Gilbert Northwestern came back won in overtime. It was pretty cool. The entrance that Ellington did eight years ago, nine years ago, they have the, the cool fire fire trucks and the, and the team runs out. It's very cool. Um, I'm, I'm so torn on this because I really want to go with Ellington because I, I love what Keith Hawkins is doing there. I got I got to know him when he was an assistant coach at Rockville uh, working under Eric Knickerbocker who worked for Keith at Ellington along with Brian Mazzoni. You know, I went with Sta- with Stafford last week. That was a that was a you know. I used I didn't use my head in that game to pick. I used you know I love Stanford uh, Stafford, you know. But I- I'm going to go with Gramby. I- I'm going to go with with the with the Gramby Canton Bears. Okay, that one hurts though. All right, our only alliance game crossover game uh, on the board this week is one and three East Lime is driving down the shoreline to play one and two Guilford. Um, Guilford, here's a fun fact, Guilford's 0-1 against the ECC this year, losing a close one to New London. Um, Jake, we'll start with you. What do you got? Who who did the hat take?
2: The hat and the head took the same. East line. I'm unbeaten on ECC teams now. this This is not an ECC game, but... Uh, I've been pretty good on ECC. It could be because these are the only teams I've ever watched before uh, this year, except for the except for the big FCAC teams, who we don't seem to want to pick anymore in any one-sided games. I need I need some dairy in on
0: off week games. Not off, they're off week, but easy picks.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, the problem is when we're all easy picks, everyone picks the same thing. That's the problem. Well, right? I need
2: a, I need a I think we need a couple just just to soothe our ego. Yeah. that's uh,
0: yeah. That's a fair point. Uh, <laughs> i actually. I'm actually, you know, as much as I'd love to pick Guilford, I went with them week one, and they just did not show up for me. And uh, I was really disappointed by that. So I'm kind of like, kind of soured on you, Guilford. And East Line, granted, they were one and three. That was a tough loss to Wyndham last week, only lost by three. And a tough loss to NFA the week before, which was only by two points. Uh, Yeah, they got blown away by Killingly, but Guilford's not Killingly. Uh, they may be Montville. I don't know, but uh, I'm going to go with East Lime. I think East Limes do now. Yeah, I'm
1: coming up next week. I, uh, I'm i going to go with East Lime just because Guilford burned us a couple of weeks ago. And I yeah, hope for It's Richards. a spiteful
0: pick, but I'm going with it. Watch, they're going to spite yeah. me right back and pick it and win the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with East Lime as well. All right. Our final game is the Game Time CT game of the week. We're giving the Pequot some love this week. We have 2 0 Cromwell Portland going. Valley Regional. They're going to the Hill to place the 1-2 and two Valley Regional Co-op. Defend the Hill is what they say when you go to Valley. It's one of the hardest places to play in the state if you ask coaches. They hate going there. Um, but this Cromo Portland team is good. Cole Brisson, the lefty, uh, the Southpaw quarterback's got 466 yards through the air and three TDs in his two games. He's he got two more rushing touchdowns. And I will say this about the Cromwell defense. When I spoke to coach Randall Bennett uh, in the preseason, he told me they have the best linebackers in the state. Yeah, they none. have the best linebacking group in the state. The team has played like it. Owen Brunt uh, leading the way for the, for the Panthers. And they've allowed 11 points in two games. The Valley regional one and two under a new regime. They might still be figuring things out. We'll see. But, Sean, what do you got? I'm
0: on the – I'm on the – I'm a Horton bandwagon. Yeah, they didn't play for, like uh, – I, I said in the guide last week that they. through to no fault of their own, they didn't get, a, get to play a game. They missed, like, what, three weeks or so. They start off uh, – whoa, sorry. They started off by, uh, by beating Morgan, and then they had the next three weeks off or so and finally got, got their – got to – got to hit somebody else and had him killing And it was a no contest there. Oh, drunk, man. We had him as a 25, one of the 25 players to watch. Just one of those great linebackers. He's amazing. And then it's a team that was, you know, Randall Bennett even said they uh, most of the team like played as like freshmen and sophomores uh, two years ago. He kind of did it out of like he had nobody else. And look how this has paid off. Now it's a senior, you know, junior veteran team that actually knows what they're doing there. In the Pequot, that's that's the that's that's the kiss of death for every other team going to play. I I love Cromwell. Court. I'm going with them.
2: They may want to defend the hill, but after I go 11 and 0 this week, you're going to defend the hat. <laughs> Cromwell.
1: <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't want to do I don't what with forget Portland. I uh, Coach Randall Bennett is one of the few coaches in the state who, when you like. He's not gonna BS you. He's not gonna fluff it. When he straight up, like I think this was a couple of years ago when they made the playoffs, he was like, we're the best team of the people. And they were. Um, you know, so when he said to me this year that they were gonna be the best team and that he has the best linebacker group in the in the state, I mean definitely got the best one in the in the conference. They look good, they have experience. I'm picking I'm picking Cromwell Porton until they, you know, prove it otherwise. All right, gents. We uh we differentiated on a couple of picks, nothing too crazy like last week. Fingers crossed we all do well because you know we might we might start going to the soccer model here and start relegating us off the show yeah, and start getting uh, I'm, and start getting the top of the standings people in here to run it. Um yeah, and no, I'm gonna need a little Ted Lasso coming in here. All right. So week six, we will get back to it with a full slate of games, but this week five can this could define seasons for a lot of people, so hopefully for us in a good way. But uh, for uh, Jake, Sean, and myself, Pete we will see you guys next week on the Game Time CG Pick'em's Pod.